Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, it's Todd. Hey. 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 What if you were getting a massage from someone and they did that? Hey, do you like it? Hey. Hey, do you like it? Yeah, I like it. I'm sleeping. Okay, just wanted to make sure. All righty. So during today's episode, you hear me a few times say, oh, I don't even know if we're going to drop this. The reason I say that is because obviously everything we've talked about pretty much has been talked about a million times. It's in my head. I'm always thinking, am I saying it in a different way that maybe could rattle someone out of a preconceived notion? Now, again, I know a lot of the people that listen to the show echo the same feelings that I have, so there's no need to do that for them. But I always, in my head, just so you know what's in my head, I picture it. Somebody says, gives it to their parent or their uncle or their brother or their sister, and that's why I also, so if I don't feel I'm doing that any justice, sometimes I wonder if I should even drop the episode. And that is also because what I just said about it could get into the hands of a brother or a sister or someone that doesn't listen to the show... I feel that's why I always am probably, I guess you could say, harder on what I call the 90 percenters. Because uh, I'm always wondering if someone perceives them to be, an, you know, by my explanation of what a 90 percenter is, if they're listening and they're thinking, hold on, I'm a 90 percenter. I always wonder if they're thinking, geez, am I, do we really cause that much damage? Aren't, what about the 100 percent hateful people? You know, we're just holding on to that last little bit of 10%. And, yeah, I, I do. I think that it's, you know, you're the people that I have hope for. You're the people that I want to get to to rattle you out of your opinion. So that's why I always seem to be, you know, 
the 90 percenters always try to make them realize how dangerous they actually are. So that, and that's the people I think that, you know, I wouldn't imagine that this episode is going to end up into the ears of someone that's on the, that's in the Ku Klux Klan, you know. So that's why I spend more energy on the 90 percenters. Uh, so there you go. There's that. By the way, I think I say, as always, but in this episode, I think more. And I say some words wrong, but then I say some phrases wrong. I do it all the time, but I feel like I did it a lot on this episode. Now, when you listen to it, you'll be like, oh, there, there, he did it there. He did it there. I think Daniel did one, but I'm not sure. I think he says spat as the past tense of spit, but is that right? Well, you'll hear him say it. All right, well, here's the show. Um, can you believe this opening has already been three minutes? Jeez. Um, that's it. But you know what? My heart's in the right place when I drop these episodes. I don't mean to compliment myself. I'm not. I'm just saying my heart is in the right place. Even though sometimes, uh, you know, I was wondering how much clarity I brought to these issues. But we talked about it, and I wanted to drop it. I didn't want to just not drop it because there were times when I thought I could have been clear with my thoughts, which is very, very important to do when you're obviously talking about stuff like this. So anyway, there we go. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. Sounds like something George Carlin would do a whole bit on. Have a nice day. Fuck you and fuck your day. Anyway, um... Have a have a large day. I've said that in the past. My principal, Dr. Rittmeyer, used to say, have a large day, right? Um, and overtip a breakfast waitress. You know, you're, well, you should overtip everyone if you can, but breakfast, wait, breakfast waitresses especially. I read that in a book. All right. Um, and young people are great. You know, young not younger than me. That's not young. I'm talking 12, 10, 12, 13. You're great. That's right. I'm going to fucking say it. Make up for all the other old fucks that are always telling you how great it used to be. I'm going to overdo it every episode. I think they're long overdue, young people here. In the, you're, you're good. You're fine. You're fine. You're doing a good job. There you go. I'm leaving. I'm not re-recording this. All right, bye. Now entering Nerdist.com. All righty. So this is a, I don't know how we're going to do this, but I had some stuff I wanted to talk about. And, you know, I don't mind if we're doing the show and then we, we look, I've said the same thing 8 million times and we cross over something for a second. But when I, when I have like a half an hour worth of stuff to talk about, sometimes I like to drop it as a separate episode. So maybe this will be uh, with the regular episode on Friday. You'll know when you hear it. Maybe we'll drop it as a Monday episode. But, he, but there seems to be a lot I want to talk about and on the more serious side. Eh, not that serious. Yeah, sort of serious, but not like so serious. How's everyone doing? All right. All right. Good. So let's say this is a Monday morning show. Hi, it's Todd. Um, so here's what I wanted to get to. There's a lot of emails. I feel a little bit scattered. One, somebody sent me this thing on Alan uh, Touring. Mm-hmm. What, 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 who sent me that? Uh, this was from... Ooh. I can't tell. Oh, you're great. <laughs> well, I didn't know you were going to ask me that question. Hold on, give it to me. Let me see if uh, Blake... Blake, can you tell who this is from? Really? He's sitting right next to me? You think... 
I don't know. What if he finds it on the top? It's from Alan Turing. All right. Great. All right. Well, she sent me this, and we. Oh we, no, it's from uh, Chris Fuqua. Okay, there you go. Fuqua, fuck you. <laughs> that's, hey, that's, hey, that's all I got. Fuck you, Fuqua. Alan Turing was a code breaker during World War II. Who was a very uh, was a hero of sorts, and he was, and he was Mark Marin. He was Mark Marin, <laughs> and uh, he got prosecuted for it, and. You know, eventually ended up taking his own life. So I wanted to thank that person that sent this because uh, I, I I haven't read through this yet, but I did pull up some information. So it's just you know I didn't movie pending. <laughs> now somebody else sent me something about the bus driver uh, Lee G E S S E L, the bus driver that got you know uh, the bus monitor. Yeah, the bus monitor, and then someone set up a PayPal for her. Yeah, and she got like six hundred thousand. Yeah, it's and incredible. This person was saying, no, it sucks because Lee L E A H is that Lee? Mm-hmm. It's nice, Leah. It, Leah. Okay, it's nice when people agree with you when I have the same throff that Leah has. Is it Leah? L-E-I-G-H is Lee. I didn't say I. Oh, okay. I said L- <laughs> L-E-A-H. That's Leah. Yeah. That's Leah? Leah? Okay. Mm-hmm. She said, oh, she couldn't guess me again. You oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, 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 oh, my yeah. God. Your voices sound so loud. I can't believe it. You were oh. both like, ah, right over each other. But it's all right. Sorry. You think I'm having a nervous breakdown? <laughs> I think you're doing great. You know what? That's why Blake Wexler's here. By the way, that is Blake Wexler over there. Um, so uh, she said all that. Some of that money should have gone to uh, the uh, the other causes or something. To or, oh, the kids that are getting bullied. Right. But you know what? I I have to say yes, that's great. But it was just one of those acts of kindness. They saw her getting. You know, they just set a PayPal. But I don't think anybody thought it would get to be that number. So I'm okay with that. I think that. Uh, she had some, you know, it's like when it's on extreme makeover, when somebody gets a home redone or something. They, they hit the lucky lottery. Right. So there you go. So I'm all right with that, that they send some love her way. And by the way, let's not forget that that's the one time we saw that video. Like, this woman has been dealing with yeah. this probably for every day of her life for God knows how many years. And good for her. She gets a little... Yeah, and again, it's not like, it's not that whole thing where you have to, like... Uh, uh, Put pit one cause over another. They're both important causes, and maybe she hasn't suffered as much as other people. But look, people decided to send some love her way, and I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm anyway. So there you go. Now, you know what? I am glad I'm dropping this show separately because I can tell you right now already, I feel better. If I would have tried to jam this in to the regular show, I would have felt like oh, I don't like. I said I don't mind. I get an email, I read through. It takes two minutes, and then I move on. But this is I want to soak my teeth into this. Now I hope we have enough time before uh, Kulop gets here. Um, this letter came from Chad. Read his. Can you help me out here? Yeah, of course. I should have done this before the show, but I didn't. Chad. Chad Denick. Yeah, and I know Chad. Would he? You want to read it? Sure. You want to read it? Because yeah. I have strong feelings about this. Okay. Uh, it's from Chad. Todd, thank you. I hate when I hear people justifying or rationalizing things in their lives because of their childhood. Statistically, I should be in prison. My mom had a coke problem that graduated into a meth problem. I saw my dad only a few times growing up. I was hit a few times and got to see some firsthand domestic violence. I turned out fine, so I guess that gives me a license to do all those things to any kids I have. I haven't I have I also have uh, I also heard people blame their addictions or poor choices on being raised around those same addictions or poor choices. Grow up, break the cycle. 
Okay. There's there's one more paragraph. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, if you haven't fallen asleep by now reading this boring email, I heard you might have just got booked for my home club. Oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah, enough. Yeah. That's enough. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Congrats yeah. on your booking. So, um, so anyway, uh, and by the way, uh, we will talk about it later, but you all are talking to Todd Glass, the author. Yeah. But if this dropped as Monday, you probably already heard that on Friday. So no, no need to uh, get into it. Oh. Thank you. Um. So here's why that letter just just it gets. I hope I can articulate what I'm trying to say. Yes, you have to break the cycle, but you also have to realize that when you when you when all that stuff happens to you, I also understand when some look. We're not talking about someone that overall had a pretty good life, and eh, there's some challenges. Maybe your parents got a divorce. Some of the normal they're still very hey it's very powerful if you're going through it but i'm talking about maybe some of the normal things that no no one has a perfect life we're not insinuating but if your parents had a meth problem or your <laughs> yes you have to break the cycle but i think you have to be have empathy towards the kids that can't that they don't so i don't think that the message should be like yeah, just, you know, because we don't want to make it sound like, yeah, just raise kids any way you want because it's their job to break the cycle. No, look, you, you have to, you know, do you understand what I'm going at here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you do appreciate, like, you're on this guy's side, right? I think it's when you hear about somebody, right, that, that uh, breaks the cycle, you hold them in revere. Because you broke – my mom broke the cycle. She Her mom was crazy, and she broke the cycle. But And actually, I get into this with my mom because she feels the same way sometimes when she hears a story about someone that ended up in prison or – you know, because they're – and they go, well, their parents molested them. And you go, yeah, but you have to break the cycle. I don't think he can say it that cold. I think we have to have some empathy for the ones that can't break the cycle. Um, and I think part of you having empathy for what you went through would mean that you got that not everybody can break the cycle. Right. That, that we have because, – because otherwise it doesn't place the importance of how important it is to raise kids right. And you know what? I, I Look, I've said this every way sideways. That's why, again, I'm glad this is a, a Monday episode. Um, I'll, I just said it this way. I say it that way. But um, you um, – yeah, you don't want to make it sound like, you know, oh, when people go, hey, you could raise your kids perfect and they fuck up. Yeah, but that's not the norm. I don't know why I can't say that enough when people go – they find a kid who – I get that happens. You have a, parents that really did a great job of raising their kids. We're not talking about perfect, nobody is. But we're talking about, you're a good parent. You, you flood your kids with love. You tell them you're proud of them. You show them you're affectionate. Mom is affectionate with the children. Dad's affectionate with the children. But then they go the wrong way. But that's not the fucking norm. You're not supposed to look at a kid that had a great upbringing and went bad and went, see, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Even if you do everything right, that's not the norm. And by the way, um, it's probably shorter lived when, you know, like when a kid has, my nephew's a good example of it. He had a lot of problems, and somebody at that point when he was in the worst of his drug addiction could have went, see, you know, didn't do any good. He had something to come home to, and that's important. You know, if he had a shitty upbringing and then got into drugs, what's he – when he hits rock bottom, what's he, he – he hit rock bottom and go, I'm losing out on a really good loving family, and that gave him a path back home. So even when it looked like, oh, it wasn't. So I don't know. I think I basically said what I you know, wanted to say. We'll probably not air this whole episode. Um, <laughs> uh, this is just for us. I mean, this is the way I get trick people into sitting around and um, uh, uh, listening to me <laughs> rant. Um, this Twitter guy, I know when you're trying to sp- spread a message of eh, whatever, tolerance and love, it's hard to do it when you're throffing at the mouth. But, you know, that thing that I said about empathy is not a competition. God, I want to take it and fucking shove it into someone's fucking mouth and punch it in with my fist. 
when I, but I get it. That's not the way to go. But I'm allowed to have moments of, uh, you know, anger. Just, I try to keep it, you know, I try to keep it under control. This is a guy, this Twitter guy wrote, uh, what, what, read those. He, okay. he, just, he was a president, where was, he, first of all, go ahead. Where, he, by the way, this guy creates his own arguments. Everything he said in here, read the first Twitter and then we'll go through all of them. Do you want me to read his name? Uh, yeah. Okay, it's uh, at discfly53. Okay, now what's his first Twitter? Uh, he wrote to you saying, attacking religion breeds hate, Todd Glass. I know more people who have no religion and don't approve of a homosexual lifestyle. Now the thing with that is, go ahead, Daniel. That's not true. <laughs> what? That's not true. Well, well, by the way, we could never prove it here, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. Are there people that are atheist or agnostic that are against gay people? Of course there are. Of course there are. I don't even gun to my head and I don't I want to live. I'm going to go. Of course there are. But I'm telling you, it's less. And that should bother religious people. That should bother people, not people that believe in God, people that are you know, we look. I've, I don't know how many times I have to say that, but I, this is not a re- religious thing. But it's like I don't know why my gut feeling is there's probably more religious people, not people that believe in God, but people that get caught up with the in between. Right. That are because where because that's the place that still breeds a lot of the hate. So anyway, that's his point. But I don't even know why that was my point that that I never I just attacked. You know, people say you should sift through the Bible because there's good stuff in there, too. This this I am. I'm attacking the at least the interpretation of the Bible. I'm trying to be so specific. So someone out there goes, okay, I'm all right with that. The interpretation of the Bible that has led to a lot of damage and people go, well, there's good stuff in the Bible, too. You know what? But you're responsible for the bad stuff, too. If I'm yeah. at a party and, and there's a guy and he goes, ah, fucking, I hope there's no Mexicans moving my neighborhood. And because of that one comment, I move away from him the whole party. Just get away from him. And somebody goes, you know, you should have stuck around. Later, he said some really articulate, intelligent, loving stuff. Well, it's his fucking fault he had anything ignorant. So it's not my job to sift through the Bible and find the good stuff when the bad stuff has been so bad. Right? Right. I agree. Yeah. I mean, that analogy at the party makes sense. Imagine someone going, oh, no, Todd just walked away because the guy said something horrible about, you know, uh, Mexicans in his neighborhood. And then Todd walked away. Todd shouldn't have. You should have stuck around, sift through. That, that guy, guy had, had some, the best recipe for lasagna. Yeah. That he, and he had some gems in there. He was very loving when it came to this. And so anyway, um, so anyway, what's the next thing he said? Uh, the next thing was. Where was Obama when the Joplin tornado killed 161 people? Oh, yeah. He decided to go on vacation. Hope and change was BS. What's he fucking bothering me with that for? I never said anything about that. Go to the next that tweet. Has, that, does, it's just, that doesn't make That's any sense. <laughs> I don't know what he was talking okay. uh, did, he, did he ever think that maybe the reason Obama went on vacation is because he ordered that tornado to, to happen at that time? It's all right, his fault. Right. This well, guy's onto something. I think he you might should, be. I think you should look into this. What, what's the next Weird thing? timing. Timing. You can attack Republicans, but don't want people using the word gay. Lame deal, Todd Glass. First of all, I, I never attack Republicans. By the way, here's the reason probably I read this. this guy, Republican, Republican is not used as a derogatory term. It should right. be. <laughs> yeah, thank and by you. the way, I never, I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. So I want that guy. I guess there was a reason I did this because I, I thought, well, you were reading them. Like, why am I reading this guy? There's a million lunatics in the world. What am I reading it for? Because I want him to find where I – because I always thought every time I talked about Democrats and Republican, I'm neither. I even have to ask what it is. I think the only footage you have me talking about that going, who are the ones that are quoted to be more open-minded? I, you know what I mean? That They think they're more open-minded. And who are the ones that are – I don't – so this guy like – find footage it's, of the show where I say I'm a Democrat or a Republican. I'm neither. 
All right. A lot of the things I feel like he was saying were anecdotal, where it's just like, oh, well, I heard this. I mean, in my life, this is true in this select group of people, but you can't apply that generally, which is what he was doing. I don't like him. Okay. I don't like him anymore. I support you. <laughs> and then, Daniel, you okay over there? I'm great. Why? Right. Why do you ask okay, me this that? Okay, is, this is the 15-year-old kid that said his brother came out, and um, he said in his letter, you know what? Yeah, let's – you know what? I'm hurrying for no reason. Well, maybe I'm not. Um, uh, read this first letter from this guy. Don't read names. Okay. Todd, big fan of yours, your stand-up, and your podcast. That's, that's a whole email. Yeah, no, you I'm can just read that part out. <laughs> yeah. um, so my younger brother came out to my mom this morning, who in turn told me. Now, I can't say I'm surprised, and I'm far from disappointed. Actually, kind of indifferent towards it. By which I mean, a long-past role model of mine happened to be gay, Alexander the Great. In the ancient Mediterranean, Greece, Rome, many men held both male and female lovers, and I think this desensitized me to the whole being gay thing. Kind of lends to the notion that is that uh, kind of lends to the notion that it is a choice. But I digress. Either way, I approve. My only issue with my brother is that he's just 15. Isn't that too young to really know? I'm gonna bust his balls, though. My way of letting him know that it's cool with me. Okay, so let me go slow. Let me go slow here, and then there's the next one. And Blake, thank you for reading these. Of course. So I, I wrote this guy back, and I said, you know, uh, uh, obviously I started out. You sound like a smart person, and he and he did. He was very well read. He seemed, but I said, you know, this talks about holding on to that last little bit of information because you know the curve. There's always going to be a curve, so you're not going to get the dumbest people. It's hard to get them smarter, but if we get the smartest people even smarter, then the curve, the dumbest people won't be as dumb. So this kid seems intelligent. I just want to crank him up as high as he can get. Does that make sense? Of yes. course. So Go from I, a 9 to a 10. Right. So I, so I wrote him back, and I said, You're, it's too young for your brother to know. And I basically said, if I give you something that makes sense, I go, look, we don't have the gift of the conversation, so, you know, so I'm going to have to just go out on a limb and hope that you do. But if promise, if it makes sense, you'll let it go. You'll, be like, you'll read it, and you'll go... Yeah, you know what? He's right. I'm, I'm, that, that was a really good point. If it's not a good point, then, then write me back. And, I'll, and I'll, if, there's, if, there's, if my point wasn't as ironclad as I think it is. So I said, there we go. And I said to him, you, know, you, don't, you don't know if 15 is too young. He thinks 15 is too young for his brother to know. And I said, if it was a girl, nobody would doubt that. If you, were a, if you were a girl and you liked a guy or if you were a guy and you liked a girl at 15, that's the age. Hey, even much younger ages. Uh, you start to know. Uh, and let me digress for a second. You know, like a lot of people when they're 12, they start knowing. But that, what do you do when you're 12? Nothing. The same if you're in a guy-girl. When guys and girls like each other or boys and girls like each other when they're 10 or 11, yeah, you just like each other. You have a crush. You might hold their hand a little bit. The same thing in a, in a, if it was, was uh, same-sex relationships. But 15 is where I think boys and girls, you know, I, I should say young men and young women start to, you know, uh, certainly – do a little bit more. Well, that's when puberty starts to yeah. come in, right? So, yeah. So, but no one would doubt it at 15, I said to him. If you said, if you're 15 and you liked a girl and you came home and said, your mom, I have a crush on a girl, you wouldn't go, well, you might be gay. You may want to wait. You might want to wait. You, you would just, so I, I sent that to him. And most, that's what therapists say, that, you know, yeah, you, you they say the same thing with, you know, both sexes, guy, girl, 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 whatever. So he wrote me back. And again, this kid sounds really smart. He's going to know who he is when I'm talking about him because I got permission to read the letter as long as I didn't read names. And he said, Basically, he just went and said – it was smart, and he said, I hope my letter didn't come off aggressive or anything. Oh, because I also told him when he said he's going to bust his brother's balls, I said, listen, I go, first of all, I get it. You're his brother. I'm not going to give you something you couldn't say I, I, you know, to express to your brother. You're two brothers. It's hard to go, you know, I'm really proud of you. It's hard for me to say that to my brothers now, and I'm a full-grown adult. 
But I said, you should at least know within yourself. I thought that was a really fair thing. You, you, might, never want to, you might never say it to him, if you could, it would be awesome. But as long as you just know it within, you should be proud of him. Because it has nothing to do with being gay. If you're proud of him, it means your life will be good. Because basically it has to do with someone. His brother figured himself out at 15. And in a world that's still a little bit or a lot, he came to his parents. He, he was honest with who he was. And when you're honest with who you are, usually it leads to a healthy life. So you should know that before you tease your brother, it probably would help if he knew you really fucking respected him too. Because when I hear that a 15-year-old went to his parents, hey, you know me, fucking took me till 20 minutes ago. I think that's a fucking brave kid. That's a brave kid. Uh, so let your, you should be proud of your brother. Uh, yeah, just an important question. Um, and I think you've alluded to this before. But if that's a type of the relationship that you have with your brother when you're constantly, you know, breaking each other's balls, making fun of each other, it's an important thing to not have that relationship change. You know, like just because. Oh, it, I. So no, no. And I know you were saying yeah. that, but I just think it's just a separate point in general. Like, I think. I don't know if I'm right or not, but it's good to keep everything the same, you know, and that shows that you're cool with it. Obviously, if okay. if your brother, if you don't just start razzing someone right, right away, right. if they know from your gut that you don't give a fuck, yeah, because that's how simple it is. With all the, you know, I, I'm, you just basically your brother's got to know. I don't give a fuck if right. you're gay. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you know. So you know, but then he wrote back, and again, I thought he was still holding on to a little bit. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I can rattle that last little bit out of him. What did, what did I hi- – uh, read, read the – basically read it. Read the whole letter. Okay. Todd, I just read the email I originally sent you, and it didn't seem to come out right. If I seemed a little ignorant or insensitive, I apologize. That being said, I can see where you're coming from, but at 15, I wasn't sure of my sexuality, and this is where you highlighted it. I just went with girls because it was, quote, normal, which alludes to what the therapist said. I don't know. I still think it's too young for him to really know, but no harm, no foul, and I'm fine with whatever he does. Okay, so – Obviously, this isn't Daniel. This is an intelligent kid. I don't know how old his brother is. I know his 15-year-old brother came out, but this kid sounds intelligent. And certainly when he said – here, can I see that? Yeah, of course. Certainly when he said, I didn't come off to sound ignorant, you didn't at all sound ignorant. I, I said off the air he sounded very intelligent. But, but I say my term, can I affectionately drill you? He said, I still think it's too young. Now, remember, this is the term I use, affectionate. That Like if, I, if you have a brother you can, or a sister, you can you, – you what the fuck? It doesn't matter what you think necessarily because it, there's certain facts and you're holding – I still think. Like let that fucking go. It's like if a teacher's teaching you math and I still – well, four plus four is eight. I still, I still think it's seven. Now you might go, no, 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 no. You're confusing facts with opinion. N- not really. You know, you're still thinking it's too young. You go, I just went with girls because that's what everyone did and it felt right. That's why you went with That's girls. That's the more important right. part. You of it. said it, Daniel. What did you say? He he you you he saw girls and like you're right in the beginning. But that's what your brother, your 15 year old brother, did too. He just probably in the beginning thought, yeah, hey, in this is that feeling. You know, you you get like a certain trepidatious yeah. feeling or whatever it is that you you know people get around girls. And- yeah, and you and you look at and you don't get that with them. So uh, hopefully, the younger you are and the, and the smarter you are, you start to maybe know it. When I went through it, I just didn't know. I looked at girls, nothing was happening. So. You know, but that's the difference when – and again, I, I keep saying I want to affectionately be aggressive with him, ag- aggressive with him, but I don't want to come off mean to him because he's obviously he, – he, he writes and he, and he is intelligent. But like I said, let go of that. Like why does that really bother me? Maybe because it should that he goes, I still think it's too young. But, but if you want to be – from an educated view, it's not too young. 
it's not too young. So it, like, he, at what age would you like him to be authentic to himself? Right, right. At what age do you want him to start being honest about how he feels? Yeah, what you, at fifteen. Like if, it, if the letter, like yeah, yeah. Like he's saying, I st- he, he, everything sounds very intelligent, but he wraps it up with. I still think it's too young. Well, it's not. Yeah. And don't. And again, we don't have the gift of conversation. I don't want to use your name. I do know your name. We don't have the gift of conversation. And I know that's frustrating because you're listening right now going, oh, but I meant this. Look, you did write that. You ended it by saying, I still think it's too young. Let it go. Make your opinion. You thought that it was too young. But with education and knowledge, you should now know, I guess it's not. I guess that's perfectly fucking normal. And, and that's where you should you should get to. Re- email me back because I'm curious if I if you know if if I did anything with that for you. But maybe maybe it didn't take that much for you just to go. Yeah, maybe he's right. Now this um, this 17 year old. What was he basically asking, Daniel? Uh, <laughs> I throw it Daniel's way. This is the email about the guy who is not sure. Yeah, he's basically. Is- Go ahead. He's saying that there's <clears throat> some people in his group, friends. He's mm-hmm. young, and, and some are uh, experimenting sexually with bisexuality and whatnot, and, and he's not sure whether or not this is the right thing for him to do. Okay. And, so without using his name, I can make this pretty simple. Um, no, you don't just do it because your friends do it. <laughs> Even in the perfect society where it wasn't – everything was normal. Some people experimented and, and went on to, to be uh, – to, to like girls. You just – it was no crime. So, you know, you just did what you did. You certainly would never do it unless you're around that sex and you feel something. I, the simplest I could make it – you know, it's like when you're 15 and you like girls. You're around a girl. Your stomach gets in knots. You get – like they touch you with just a little bit of girl and you get – you know, he does something. So, so you know, you know what I mean. There are a girl's arm will touch you. You yes, remember that? I was just, so, yeah. just going to make a dirty, stupid joke. Uh, so yeah. I, I start sweating, or like you know, yeah. You yeah, so, so no, you, you shouldn't experiment unless you, you know, unless you have strong right. feelings. Yeah. Now you might experiment. Look, in the perfect world, which we're not, uh, but I believe we'll get there one day. Uh, I, I do believe that everyone's on a sliding scale. I do believe that there are people that one hundred percent are straight. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I absolutely believe that. I, maybe there's some people that disagree. I don't. I think there's people that are one fucking hundred percent straight, and there's people that are hundred percent gay that that they have no interest. But I think everyone's on a sliding scale. Now, in this society, if you're, let's say, for the hell of it, you're ten percent. You, you maybe you're ten percent. I'm, I'm going to say it lazily. Ten percent gay. You know, you're like. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to tap into it because why go through all that? Ugh, that f- sucks. But in the perfect world, you might. And then you, it would just be your story. You'd be like, yeah, I tried it once. And, you know, or you were somewhere. There's a lot of people like that. There's a lot of stories like that. Yeah, but they, those, some of those people that have those stories never share them with anybody. They go back to their regular right. straight life and never share them. In the perfect world, hey, we're not there. Believe me. I want to make that really clear. But one day we will. In our lifetime, it's going to be where some kid in college goes, yeah, I did it, and tell his friends. And they'll be like, yeah, I never did that. It's not going to be a big deal. But the basic answer to your question uh, uh this kid who's 17 years old is no don't, don't do anything because your friends are wait, doing it yeah wait till you're in college and you know. well don't don't ever do it unless you yeah. feel it you don't just do that because your friends are doing it right i hope i answered meant. this question right. Right. <laughs> hey, by, by, don't wait till you don't live at home to succumb to peer pressure <laughs> by the way talk about turning the tables we got those emails out of the way i'm actually glad we're doing this uh, uh now that i uh, for everybody listening 20 minutes before we started this show I, you know it's always like I don't want to say anything unless I can bring clarity to it. I hope I did a little. But for whatever the reason is, in the last three days, all the shit came up talking to my friend Joel. And, you know, when we're in the midst of something, like, uh, can you imagine, like, I, 
I found out that – I don't know why. I know this, but I never looked at it from this angle that, you know, priests are told not to get married and also not to masturbate, right? Yeah. Now – Celibacy. It's funny to say it this way. If that's all right, when I mean not all right, all right, like if that's the way it should be, like there's – that's what was told. There's a man upstairs and he told the people and then that's the word, that God wants you to be celibate. Then everything's okay, obviously. Do you, do you know what I mean by that? Like yeah. there's no harm done. Like that's if, – if it was true and we, we could check it out and they went, there's, there's a hypothetical man and he goes, oh, yes, that's what I did. I wanted those people that uh, – there's a chance that if people went right to God, he would go, no, 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 no. I would never do that. Right to God. Hey, it's my fantasy here. I can paint it any way I want. So th- there's one way you, go, you in this scenario to get where I need to get to. You speak to God. He goes, no, that's how I wanted it. But can I ask you a question? So you, you gave him a sexual desire right. and an urge that is crazy. They can't release it with women or whoever they want to, and they can't release themselves. Is that – yes, that's, that's – the, Okay, well, at least that's from him, and that's what happened. But I'm willing to spend the amount of time I just spent having a hypothetical. What if it's true? Then if if I found out it was true, I go, at least that's the word from the man above, and okay, I'm all right with that. But what if it's not true? I just thought about it. Forget about, you know, some of the stuff the church done to other people, to their own. That's barbaric. That's monstrous. Like, to give someone the urge to do that. And then tell them they can't do it. That's like modern-day torture. And I don't know why I never looked at it that way. To go, that's fucking crazy. Yes, yes. Of course it's crazy. And forget about— It's going against nature in every single way possible. And, 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 you know, we talk about moving past things like from the past, and that's that's just— we're, we're not going— It seems like when you hear that, you go, are we fucking going anywhere? Even though I know we have. Al Sharpton said. That's why the Jews figured it out. Hey, let me tell you something. That's the other thing I wanted to talk about. And again, the, the gift of this show is if I say something and then I'm completely wrong, I do educate myself. That's the difference of some of the opinions that I come to. I'm not just handed down opinions. When, when your opinions affect other people's lives, they better not be shit you just got handed down from your parents. Right. You better soaked, soaked it up, listen, educated yourself. And then if you still have that opinion, well, I disagree, but at least you have the intelligence not to take this opinion. Just, oh, I took it from my parents, my parents, you know. So I thought about this. Again, me and my friend Joelle the other night, we were hanging out, and we started to talk about it. her dad's a minister. And um, she told me some you know, things, and we were talking about um, somehow I got to do in the Jewish religion. Oh, she, is a, she does design, and she's working in a synagogue. Mm-hmm. And she did a... A mock drawing of something, and she had the men and the women sitting together in the mock drawing. Oh, that's not... <laughs> and they, they told her, no, 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 no. And then I go, you know what? I just thought of something, Joel. And again, I swear to you, if you're out there, uh, I, this does not... There, I'm sure there are... I would imagine... Oh, I don't imagine. There's synagogues that don't do that. There's synagogues the men and the women all sit together. Yes. yes, I get that. I totally get that. There you go. But for the ones that don't... Orthodox. Remember what I said about spitting on if you don't learn... From they and believe me, I think we do need to learn from the Holocaust. So l- l- just I want to make sure I'm understood here. But I'm not editing myself. I say shit off the podcast, and, and then once we get on it, I get so worried. What if I'm wrong? If I'm wrong, I'm an intelligent adult. I will read emails and go, "Holy fuck, that thing I said, I was completely wrong." And I read the fucking emails. But you know, I said if you if you are if you are gay and you're racist. You may as well go to Matthew Shepard's grave and spit on it. Go, you know what I learned from you? <laughs> Nothing. With all the movies, 
about the Holocaust and all trying to educate people and make them never live that again. Yes. When you still believe, the Jewish people that believe that, that women are not equal, then, then you learn fucking nothing. If there was 8,000 things to learn from the Holocaust, and believe me there would be, wouldn't one thing you would be learned? That people are fucking equal. That's the fucking way it is. Everybody's fucking equal. Just so to when, throw in, you know, just to keep it an even keel, you, you'd appreciate this. I don't think that they believe that women aren't equal. Not necessarily. I think it's just a, a thing where they can be sitting together. I don't think they value women as less than. Well, they wouldn't an say individual. it. But, but that's isn't that the, what we've it's, gone I through? I think it has something to do with purity and and just you know keeping it all sex more than it does with value of an individual. Well, wouldn't wouldn't you say wouldn't you say that the still the, fucked up? I'm not defending the practice. I'm just saying until our well. By the way, we've in the, in the history of time, we've always tried to say because no one wants to go. Oh, why can't women do this and men can do that? Or why can't this group do that? No one ever went because they're not equal. We have been throffing at the mouth over the last hundred years to, 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 to try to make it mix. You know, oh, we don't. Of course, they're equal. You sit over there. We'll sit there. You do this. You do that. You're subservient. Oh, it doesn't. You know, but in time, we learned no, nah, it wasn't fucking equal. So I it, believe me, I'm glad you interjected that because there's someone home listening to this going, oh, thank God Daniel said that it has nothing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't believe we have hardcore probably. Uh, Orthodox, uh, Orthodox Jews, Jews listening. listening to the show, but but, but that wish. doesn't matter. I just still think like fucking shame on but, you. No wonder you have all the problems when you can't even within your own group have the respect for each other. Oh, the Orthodox. And, I mean, I have a bigger problem with the Orthodox. Just like the shit that they've been doing in Israel, where you know <clears throat> they attacking younger people who who don't dress as conservatively. You know, there was that incident of a mm-hmm. girl who got sp- uh, spat on. By Orthodox uh, people because she was just walking to her school and she wasn't dressed, you know, covered covered right. up uh, all the way, and they sped on her. To me, that's a bigger thing that that uh, you know, keeping with some sort of a tradition that they have, but that they're attacking young people for not being <sighs> as conservative is ridiculous. But I also, I think separate but equal is always inherently unequal. Like during the civil rights era, you know, like I, what was it, Brown versus Board? Was that when they struck down separate educational? But, yeah, yeah. Thing, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you, they were like, oh, yeah, no, uh, like blacks can have, you know, separate equal facilities and whites will have, you know, separate and equal facilities. But it's going to be unequal almost inherently. Yeah. And but that's my point. Like, even though I know Daniel, I'm glad he said that because, it, we, you know, that people are thinking that mm-hmm. and you could think it to your death. But, you know, the, the bottom line is it, we, we've learned in the history whenever we've tried to say, no, 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 that doesn't mean not equal. We're all equal. No, no. Equals equal. Yeah, and I think oh, forget about even the separation in the earth. That again, here we go. This slippery slope. That's why I've always not understood. I know there's in every religion. There's then like when Jewish, it's reformed Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when the bulk of what you're, I don't know. I don't want to go. Maybe I'll I'll say this so someone can email me and I can learn. But to me, it's like having you. You, you don't want to be a clue when 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 where your religion derives from is so bad, and you decide to have that religion light. <laughs> To me, it's like, you know, Klu Klux Klan member going, no, 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 no. Why don't you just not call it Klu- reform Klu Klux Klan? Maybe yeah. you should just start a completely – Leave separate, that thing. Leave yeah. that thing completely and just fucking – Look, I, I, I've said this to you before. I am not against all religion. It's not black and white for me. Me neither, I, by I the way. I enjoy – you know, I get together. Like, I don't believe in, in you know, a particular god, but – I enjoy a lot of the traditions that come together with Passover and getting together with friends, and I'm glad those things are there because you know it forces people to come together but, and enjoy. But each again, other. that's that's not the, the evil. If, that's if not we're right. right. Yeah, that's like you know if the Ku Klux Klan wants. A, and by the way, you might go. You're comparing religion. And by the way, whenever I say you know uh, the synagogue, I, I'm cl- including all organized religion, just organized religion. 
you know, it's like, you know, the good doesn't always outweigh the bad. Certainly because, you know, uh, uh, matzo balls taste good. Nothing you know. wrong with a little bar mitzvah money. <laughs> Hello. It doesn't, it doesn't rationalize all the other stuff. And here's something, again, this is turning into a religious show, which I didn't. But you, you know, know that IBM helped facilita- facilitate the Holocaust? Mm-hmm. Do you, want to, <laughs> no, I didn't. Do you want to talk about that really quick? Yes, did, I did. Is it true? Yes, it's true. Uh, we don't have to talk about it right now. Well, go ahead. You know, they, they invented the, this machine called the Hollerith machine, which, was, which counted uh, cards. That was the very first computer. It counted like these cards with little pins on them, and then they could fed it, feed it through the machine. And they did senses. IBM did senses all over Europe in the 30s. And Hitler was so impressed that the, he hired them to do senses in Czechoslovakia, Germany, uh, all around. And of course, what they didn't know was that they were counting all the Jews for him because they asked very detailed questions. And then once the war started, he knew exactly who was Jewish who, because of these cards. That's what the numbers on the on the arms corresponded to. Uh, punch is that, cards. Is that a fact? Yeah, that's a fact. Oh, that's that, either a fact could, or the best improv I've ever uh, heard. Punch cards. And then, like they got fed through the machines, and then that's how people always say the Nazis were so efficient. They they killed so many people with such great efficiency. Well, you know, it's not guesswork. They had very good help. Daniel Kino, another doing? useful fact. Thomas Watson was the CEO at the time. All right, so here we go. Wow. Um, for what this is worth, and we're going in. You know what? Again, we're all over the place. Look, this is my Monday show. It's called All Over the Place, and nothing makes any sense. If I call it mm-hmm. that, then I'm going to put an opening to mm. this show, which will no one will be able to find one thing wrong with what I'm saying. My opening for this show is going to be the fucking best. You know, that's the one I go, hey, it's, it's Todd. Um, <laughs> Did you know there's a, hold on, hold a on curves opened um, every half hour? Oh Jesus, Daniel Keno. Hold on. Um, when I'm on when I'm on the when I'm on the prowl, you're never gonna fucking stop me with shit like that. Um, maybe <laughs> that's, true. that's true. By the way, I didn't make that up. Um, you know when we talk about like you know I always say this. I just figured again. I I figured out another way to say it that all the problems we have today are from what adults did. I'm tired of fucking hearing adults tell kids how great it was then. Even my close friends. I was on the phone the other day with my really good friend Dave, and he we're talking about interns that not doing a good job. Because that's the difference. When I was a kid, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Fucking tired of hearing about how great. There was always fucked up kids. Oh, back then, kids used to play outside. You know what my friend told me that made sense? She goes, my kids have computers, and they play outside. It's an individual thing. I get it. It's harder because we have more technology now. But I'm t- so tired. Back then, we had follow-through. Shut the fuck up. Well, there, people- was always, psh, there was always kids that were great and kids that weren't. Your generation was no different. Let me tell you what your generation is. And this is the other side, the other way I had about going about the, 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 how crappy whatever era that was that this all started. I know – I don't know when it started. I get that it, it wasn't always like this, that everything was dirty, the body was dirty and everything. I don't know why, but this just brought clarity to me. One more thing that proved that that whole era blew. The word, my unmentionables. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. You hold yourself in such high revere that because it touches your penis or your breast, it's unmentionable. What fucking good could have come out of that? And you might think, really, that anger from that? Yes, because that, that, that's silly, but it also says something. That was a word, the unmentionables. How could have that, from, from that saying, bred any healthy children? My unmentionables. Oh, because your bra touches your breast or your underwear touches, it's unmentionable. Unmentionable. It's funny, like, which parts of our body, like, we deemed dirty. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's, if there was no concept of shame, 
No one, no one would ever put on, uh, you know, uh, swimming trunks when you go to the beach. You know, people be it's just a, you know, penis. It's just an organ. I don't know why it's like it's any dirtier than a finger. There's nowhere where my penis <laughs> been where my finger wasn't first. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't useless. No, that was useful. I liked it. I'm never shaking your hand again. But but you or know your what? Penis. But that is funny. But get it. <laughs> <laughs> I take it right back home. We're almost done because Kulop's going to be here. In By a the second. way, let me sh- just, just what you were saying. Uh, Andy Griffith passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, good guy. Or you know, nothing funny about that. But uh, he, I did uh, hear an interview with him, and he said something where he said, uh, you know, I, I think our country has gotten away from a simpler time of the 20s and 30s, and I'm happy that my work can bring people back to that time. It's the same uh, thing. And by know, the way, how like, many people – I know. I've said this a million times. How many people go, yeah, that's right. A simpler fake time. Right. That's like, Just because you that, didn't have internet doesn't mean it was yeah. better. Or people go, back then a guy would open a door for a woman. Yeah, and guess what? He also wouldn't let her vote. Right. Yeah. Or he wouldn't think that she should be a doctor. He wouldn't hire or her. Or he wouldn't hire her if she was a lawyer. Great. So you're tell or back then a, a guy paid for the date. So you'd rather have someone buy you a fucking sandwich than have equal rights. Right. Like what do you will? But you know, the, Bonnie McFarland said that once women could have equality. She said if they just pay for their own sandwich. <laughs> it's nice to have people pay for your shit. Yeah. I get it. It's tempting to go. Who would find out about this? I'll just let. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, but but so so uh, you know. I just think that that is uh, I, I don't know. So so what, what I'm saying is and, and uh, you know and this and then we'll go we'll take a break. Again, my whole big plight was 90 percenters, uh, you know, become 100 percenters, let go of that little bit of information. And by the way, this is how this is my last thought. And then everybody can have one if you want one. But maybe I'm my look, my constant obsession is to rattle people out of that, you know, they're overall open-minded. Uh, if you're a 100 percenter, I say start being more vocal about it. And I've gotten a lot of emails about that. More vocal does not mean when you're at a party and you hear someone say, yeah, fuck queers, we're not going to hear that. Anything mild, say something. And if you're 90 percent, go that last bit of, go that last little bit of wave. Ten. Go that last 10. And maybe if you can't, oh, God, do I hope I never said this before. I don't think I have. Maybe that's your, you know, when you look at someone that's addicted to drugs and we've always said, you go, oh, you got to do something. Or you look at someone that's 800 pounds and you, you go, geez, I have to you know, do something. I, I feel bad for you. Maybe your drug is that little bit of misinformation that you hold on to. Maybe that's it. Maybe and maybe right now it's ra- if you are like that. If you're saying, you know, hold on, you know, let them. Uh, I'm all right for gay people, but you know, can't they let go of this marriage thing? Or can't maybe that's your drug? And now you know what it's like for someone that's addicted to coke or heroin. It's fucking hard. And by the way, if you think that you, again, you're sitting there going, wait, I'm pretty open minded. I wish gay people would let go of the marriage thing. That doesn't cause a lot of the hate out there. I, but it's, you're just like the drug addict, in my opinion. In my opinion, because you're getting rattled and you're getting defensive and you're going, no, no, how dare he fucking compare that? That is not – hey, your little bit of information that you hold on to – by the way, if you do heroin, it affects you and your family around you. But if you hold on to – same thing as your misinformation. It perpetuates hate and it affects a lot of people. Same as heroin. Same as if you're addicted to coke or you're an alcoholic. It affects a lot of people around you. And – uh, the thing is, if you're a drug addict, it affects you and the people around you and your family. It doesn't affect people in different states. Y- if you're homophobic or racist or sexist, 
it affects people everywhere around yeah. the world. It's a lot more powerful. And, and, and try to have that soul-searching moment where you go, here's what I've always said. I always look at it as, and it sounds even funny to say this, what if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong? I, I think I'd be a, a little bit piggish. Simon and Schuster doesn't think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a little bit piggish to not put that out there. Yes, it sounds funny for me to go, what if we're wrong? You know, what if we look back in 2040 and we go, remember with the gay marriage thing? Well, they ended up realizing that they shouldn't be able to be married and, and being gay is evil. And be, Think that's going to happen? It's not going to happen. So why don't, if I'm willing to look at it, you know, I really have. I went, I guess there's a chance that I'm completely fucking wrong. Have you? Have you looked at it that way? Have you thought, what if Todd's right? What if, God, I'm fucking completely wrong. Because you want to go, well, I'm pretty open-minded. That last little bit, has it caused that? Yes. So look at it like maybe you needed intervention. You don't want to think of it that way if your kids approach you. My friend Joelle told me she approaches her dad with issues like this. And, man, they will not let it fucking go. They don't realize, she said. They're pretty loving people. If you met them, you'd like them. But she thinks they hold on to a little bit of information that causes a lot of fucking problems and pain in this world for a lot of people. So look at it that way. At least look at it that way. Don't just let it go into one out the other. And like I always say... Throughout this whole show, did I have are, – are you listening to things and you went, oh, Todd didn't really make his point there. That didn't cross-reference. I'll, I'll read the emails. But try to think about what I said that did make sense. Was there anything in there? Could you sift through it? Anything that you went, maybe he's right. Maybe I, that's my drug. I'm all fucking holding on to this last little bit with dear life. Like, a, like I'm in the ocean and it's my life preserver and I just will not budge. So there we go. Anything else? I'm good. We'll talk about Anderson Cooper on the uh, other show. Yeah. <laughs> My other show. What do you think? Think I'll play this episode? I think you uh, will. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. I'd pay money for this. You yeah. will? Uh-huh. I think you'll invite Daniel and I here. We'll listen to it. You'll buy us dinner, and you'll you, play it. You want to hear what one of the... Uh, uh, his name is Aaron Nadell. He works at the... He recorded the show in uh, Bloomington, Indiana. Mm-hmm. He said something really smart. Again... This has uh, nothing. I don't, don't want to hear it. Yes, you do. He said that, and again, this has nothing. He echoed a lot of my sentiments that he had no problem with people that believed in God, whether he does or not. It doesn't matter. But he goes, like me, exactly the way I feel. Like, there's people that believe in God. It's always the, the middle people that have caused a lot of destruction. Certainly, if there is a God, he has nothing to do with any of the pain that is spread around the world. I'm very aware of that. But he said, when it comes to reading the Bible, he goes, I'm, I'm, not, he goes, I'm not saying this to brag, just to, to understand why I said this. He goes, I'm a really good reader. Like, I remember 10 years ago, someone said, ah, that's a hard read. And then I read, I read, my family reads. So he goes, I have read, read a lot. Like, every single week, I'll read a new book. Mm-hmm. He goes, I tried reading the Bible, and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many of these people that said they read the Bible? <laughs> 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 he goes and here's it now 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 for the for, for uh, and, and you say that i don't have to say this but i'm going to our hardcore audience probably agrees with me i get it but maybe they'll pass this on to somebody else are there people that believe everything the bible says that could read the bible of course there are but to move past it, but I have to say that. So it's like, I read the Bible. Yeah, hold on. I know what's yeah. in it. That, uh-uh. That's why if I had Oprah money or a show like that, I could do so many s- experiments of hatred. If I had the budget and a show, like, you know, I would give people that say they read it and, and understand it a book, not the Bible, a hard read regular book. Yeah, yeah. And go talk about this uh, in a week. It's fucking great. Oh, so that you read the great. Bible, but you can't. 
You're you know, right. What, I, I did want to hear that. What's a regular? What's <laughs> like a regular the Odyssey or something? Something, yeah, just yeah. a regular, not the Bible, but a hard read. Even a book reader like a will Noam say Noam Chomsky book. It's, or something. it's a little and let them. Oh, so so th- th- I just love that. I That's love great. that. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> I've never. Why didn't I ever think of it like that? Yeah, <laughs> that is great because well, it was a smart you're right, comment. Like, I've it's funny. Mm. I've opened I've opened the Bible so many times before, and then like I try to get in, and it's, and it's so the verbiage and the, tenuous. The yes. verbiage is just boring. <laughs> Thomas, by the way, if, you, if you're uh, if you're at home and you feel the same way, but you still want to get the content of of what's in the Bible, two great reads are Thomas Jefferson's Bible, where he just took out all the bullshit, uh, you know, parts and just left the parts that were great. And also, uh, there's a book called "Ladies and Gentlemen: The Bible," which I forget who wrote it, but it's a great interpretation, a comedic interpretation of the Bible. I don't know. Well, I like that fact. Getting a little trigger, uh, trigger happy with that. That was my fault. That was my fault. Um, Hold on. So, uh, so you just said about? Oh yes. So the uh, the Bible. The Bible. What did you just say? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible and Thomas Jefferson. If the people that wrote the Bible wrote directions for how to use any product, we would never be able to figure anything (laughs) out because they have complicated the most simple. It's hard for me not to That's throw funny. up at the mouth. The, the, the most simple thing in the world, the gist of what's in the Bible. And pe- I don't doubt it. People go, oh, there's good stuff in the Bible. They expect me to argue. Of course there is. There's passages that I would read and go, I really fucking like that. But the crap around it, Can you imagine? it's not my fault that the crap around it, that, well, the people at least that, you know, the pe- people that, you know, misinterpret the, whatever's in there. But it's, it's, it's the simplest thing in the world. It's, it's like I don't even want to fucking say it because it sounds so, like, cheesy or what, maybe that's not the word. But, like, just the, the old, just be kind to people. Be kind. You go, well, that's too, that's too simple. Really? Not giving someone their rights. Not letting someone be eat. Does that sound kind? No. Well, it, what, it, it, thousands of pages. So I don't even want to read it when it's, it's like someone saying, hey, you see these instructions how to use the toaster? It says it in three lines. I got a book that says it in 70 pages. You, you'd be like, you should read I don't want to fucking read it. I want simplicity in my life. Treat other people with respect and dignity. Learn from the shit we did in our history and treat people kind. Now you might go, that's what I do. All people. That's what you think you do, certain people. That's what you think you do. But unless you are, unless you are across the board with equality for everybody, then that's not what you do. And of course you don't want to believe that. Because that goes back to the drug. This is your drug. It's your drug. Don't ever, if you don't have a, if you don't play this for, I hope someone plays this for their parents. If you don't get rid of that last bit of 10%, then every time you see someone that's addicted to heroin, that has children that have been placed in a foster family, I want you to say this instead. I relate because I'm doing the same fucking thing. How dare you hold on to your misinformation that causes the world harm and point a finger next time you see a heroin addict and you hear a story you know yeah they took their kids away the mom and the dad they're not go oh that's just like me i have some misinformation in my life that causes a lot of people's pain and um i'll go to my death fighting that no no i'm i'm fine i'm fine or you have that day like a drug addict where you go I'm not going to go on with this hate anymore. I didn't think this teeny bit of hate that i had or teeny bit of misinformation was perpetuating the real evildoers, as uh, our president would have said, but it is. Of course, it's hard right now. It blows. If I'm wrong, you're good. Do you get that, that I'm realizing that? Like, if I'm wrong about this, you're fine. But if I'm right, oh, you got a lot of fucking thinking to do. Of course, you don't want to. 
Because it sucks to think maybe you were holding on to some bad shit and causing a lot of people pain, especially young people. So there we go. Feel better? I think so. I think so. So, Blake? I feel great. I feel great. I'm doing great. I'm like a dump that dumper. Because you're a pussy. You're a pussy. I'm fat. I'm not fat. I just got a big bowl. You know what I'm talking about? It's the top. Talk like a shoe. All right. <laughs> and by the way, unless you hold Mr. Rogers in revere, you're never going to be an evolved person. And that's the last thing I'm going to say. If, all you, if you don't get why he was brilliant nothing's ever going to go as right as it can be for you in your life. I really do believe that. I thought about it today when I was watching some stuff about, hey, granted, I was like everyone else. Comedians did bits on it, and you made fun of them. I get it, and it was funny. But as an adult now, I go, man, if you, if you're, like, you might even be listening and going, really? Yeah. If you take the time, the concept, why he was brilliant and ahead of his time, you're going to be, you're going to be a better person. If you get that, if you go, Mr. Rogers, no, brilliant. All right, that's it. Bye, everybody. Now leaving Nerdist.com.